Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Roll the intro. So and now here's a quick message about our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Leeds RLFC Stickers. They are an England-based sticker company specialising in Leeds Rhinos Super League stickers. They are 100% quality guaranteed with regular new design releases. Head over to their Instagram, give them a follow and DM them for prices and much more. They have excellent prices. They also ship internationally. I go through them for all of my Leeds Rhinos stickers merch. We are also currently in talks of designing and releasing a Final Tackle exclusive design. So be sure to follow them and us on Instagram for updates on that. Their Instagram is Leeds RLFC underscore stickers. It will be linked in the description of this episode on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, our Facebook, Instagram, and more. This episode is also sponsored by the Grange Hotel in Wyoming, New South Wales, Australia. They have quality food, $12 schnitties with almost any gravy that you can think of. I personally love the pepper gravy that they do on the schnitties for $12 there. They also show every single game of the NRL live on the big screen. So go over there, pour yourself a schooner of beer with your mates, order a snooty with your mates as well, and have a cracker of a time watching the footy on the big screen at The Grange. Their Facebook will be linked in the description of this episode and on our Facebook bios and everything else for our social medias as this well. This episode is in partnership with the Rugby League Away Day. It is an Instagram-based Salford City and Super League news outlet. They focus on the Super League women's at the moment. For all of your Super League, Super League women's and more news, head over to their Instagram. It is first founded in in 2017 by a former Salford City under-19 academy player. Their Instagram is Rugby League Away Day. And we're back. One more quick shout-out, and that's to Danny McMaster, the creator of our intro. His song, The Greatest Game of All, was released in 1981. For more comedy and all that sort of stuff, head to his Instagram and his Twitter. They are, will be linked in our episodes on each Spotify platform etc that we upload to it's danny ny mcmaster for instagram and just danny mcmaster for twitter now we have a very special guest um possibly one of the most infamous players of the nrl during his time we have mr john hopawadi thank you for joining us here mate hey you guys how you going yeah i'm all right thanks um let's start off with some chill questions for a bit uh you made your debut for manly in 93 what was that like for you um, it was a bit surreal. I didn't, um, I didn't expect to get caught up so early. I was 18 at the time, and um, I was playing reserve grade, and I think I had a few injuries, and I was lucky enough to get caught up. Nice, nice. Um, the next question is: You then played for the West Tigers and Northern Eagles, and eventually linking back up with Manly to finish your career. Why the decision to move from Manly, you know, in the first place? Was it they were not wanting you for a bit of time or you were wanting to venture out? What was the go there? Yeah, well, um, uh, a new coach came in, Peter Sharp, and he was always on his plans. Ah. Um, so, so he asked me if I could uh, move on somewhere else and coach the Tigers. Um, I had enjoyed my, loved my time with the Tigers. Great club, great bunch of blokes, and the Got suspended for 12 weeks, and that's the last time I got the Tigers. Fair enough. Um, and getting into your career, it was very controversy-ridden. Um, so let's talk about a few of those things. Your time at the yeah, Tigers, mate. you were you were charged with um, 
inserting your finger into the backsides of players during tackles, earning you the nickname amongst the public and fans, the Crouching Tiger Hidden Finger. They've also nicknamed it, you know, doing that move is called the Hopawadi. Uh, what was the go there, mate? Well, um, what people don't know, I was going for my degree as a prostate cancer doctor, and <laughs> because I had um, no time to do my uh, my practicals, I was always at training. I, I had to do my practical in the field, and that's what I was doing. I was <laughs> raising awareness to prostate cancer, the biggest killer for men. That's all I was doing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and another controversy was a notable incident. It possibly was the end to your NRL career was the shoulder charge on the then Sharks player Keith Galloway with your elbow. Uh, why'd you do that? It's it, At the time, it seemed reckless. I remember watching it as a youngster on the TV and just thinking, shit. Oh, um, I'd I, I done a few during the year, which you know, it was, a, it was just a shoulder charge, but this one wouldn't be wrong. And um, Terry Hill, the set before, um, shot out the line and, and tried to tackle him. And you come back, hold his shoulder. He said, man, he's got hard to tackle. He's such a big black. I said, well, next set, cover me. I'm going in. And that was the last time I tackled in the NRL. And it was, it was meant to be a shoulder charge, and it went a bit higher than what it was supposed to be. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that was the end of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you for letting us know that side of things. Another one um, <laughs> is a controversy of yours was yelling at a 14-year-old ball boy for his placement on the ball on the, of the ball on the sideline. Again, sorry, all I can ask is why. What, what, what was going on there? Oh, um, yeah, I was trying to do what I did, but um, we played the Warriors, and he, he was passing the ball to their winger when mm-hmm. they got a penalty. Yep. They'd run down, he will pass him the ball, but then when I would get a penalty, they'd run and get the ball, he wouldn't, he wouldn't pass, he'd put it on the, on the sideline. So I'd okay. run, had to run out and pick it up. Okay. And I'm like, trying to do what I did, but I said, just pass the ball in your little shit. And that was it. That was, that was all I said to him. Fair and enough. it was, uh, <laughs> they didn't uh, like it too much. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, you were banned from the from any NRL involvement for the next ten years due to an altercation in two thousand eight and eighteen. Again, uh, what do you have to say on that matter? Well, I'll, I'll go ahead. They um, they had my uh, suspension ready before I even got there. Ah, fair enough. Because uh, I didn't go I got caught a effing black monkey. Um, then I came off the sideline. The guy was still being the smartest because I got sent off. He got you got Simbin. He was getting a smart ass on the sideline when I was walking off and he was mouthing off to me, so I walked behind him and stood behind him. And I, and I said, hey, we'll see how smart after the game, I'll bash you after the game. Yep. Um, he sort of shit himself a little bit then because he knew I was standing behind him and he was being quiet. And I stood there for five minutes, then I walked away. That was it. That was the end of it. And then they just kicked up a big stink and went all over the media. That's what probably happened to me. But when I went into the judiciary, I gave him my spill. They said, okay, we'll walk out, um, we'll think about it. And they called me back in after five minutes and they had a four-page typed-up statement. Oh, wow. They gave me ten years. Four, yeah, so five minutes. They, they couldn't have typed four pages in uh, in five minutes. So my, my, I was really uh, hung before I even got in there. So it was a waste of time me really going, to tell the truth. Fair enough. Um... What, what, I have, what I should have done, I should have got up and slapped the whole panel <laughs> to make my ten years worth it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> wow. Switching um, sp- to talks about your boxing career, um, which seems like a smart choice given the physicality that you held in the NRL. Um, h- how is boxing going for you now? Are you still 
doing like uh, professional bouts? Do you have any bouts coming up? And what was it like, first of all, winning your first match and then also going up against Gallon? Um, winning my first match was, you know, as I said, it was so quick. It, it just, you sort of don't know you're in there. You just go so quick and you see, you know, you've won the belt and you sort of wake up and you go, oh, I just had a fight. Um, yep. And that, that was sort of surreal. And um, fight against Gal, I took him a bit easy. Um, then I fought and he's coming in, in his boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, you one hit, anyway, so he's one hit away. From going to sleep, and it doesn't have to be hard, but if it's on the spot, yep. it was not nice, and that's what happened to me. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, now, a next controversy that doesn't necessarily directly involve you, as in you weren't a hitter or anything like this. It's um, the Mate Ma'a Tonga, sorry if I said that wrong, interim administration. Can you please give me and the listeners the full details of it all? What has happened, what is currently happening, what the players are wanting, and what will happen if their requests are not met and everything in between? Well, um, it all started because um, they, they sort of take control of our, our accounts. Mm-hmm. And by, they, by accounts, do you mean uh, financial payment accounts? Their financial accounts because they're okay. the Tommy National Rugby League, so they got their control. So everything we ask for... Mm-hmm. Um, they have to approve of it mm-hmm. and then give it to us. Um, and so what they were trying to do is, is slowly, we got, this, we got told this in the last couple of weeks, that their very first meeting when they first got um, elected in, someone that was not part of them now went in for the meeting, he told us that the first thing they said is we had to sack Christian Wolf. Um, we'll try and get Craig Bellamy or Trent Robinson in because they you know, noted uh, first grade coaches, yes, yeah. and we take control. We want to take control of our account, and we've got like three hundred thousand in our account, and it's money we've uh, we've saved. Um, players taking a bit of bit more of a pay cut than what they, you know, they've got big money from Australia and New Zealand, but taking a bit more pay cut. So we, yeah. our accounts can be, you know, healthy. Not so much for now, but more for the future, for our future kids when they're coming through. They got they get paid and they'll be happy to play for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this, this new board, the last board they got voted out, they let us run our own race. Even though we still had to um, email them and ask them if we can take these funds out, they just said yes to everything because they let us run. They were transparent the with you 100% sort of thing. 100%, yeah. Yep. Um, as I said, we, we can't take anything out unless they... They approve it, and the NRL and the International Rugby League, they can see our accounts, so they can see if anything dodgy is happening. Mm-hmm. So these guys have come in; they're trying to get rid of, they got rid of Wolfie, and they're trying to get, they got rid of all his staff, yes. uh, so they can, can take control of our money ah. and have all our money. And, and what we've done, what we've done is, as a as a staff and players, we all knew what was in our accounts because uh, Christian Wolf always told us and the manager always told us what was in there, yep. what was getting used for this, what are the players getting paid for this game, mm-hmm. just to keep everyone happy so no one's thinking, oh, I should be getting paid more or what are these what are the, what are the staff doing with their money? So it was always we were always transparent with the yes. with the players and that's why they're always happy to come back to us because we, we treated them like men. Yes. And exactly. they knew and they knew what they were um, getting paid and everything. Yep. But these guys, they just come in, they wanted Respond to emails. They took 50k out. They didn't tell us why they took it out, and now they come out in the media saying they took it out for the 
for the um, local league to help fund that, and which we, which we're fine with because yep. we give them money every year. But tell us what you um, what you're taking the money for, yeah. and also it's, it's, even though we give money back to them, it's not our job. Exactly. It's not our job to raise sponsors to look after the the local league. That's their job as the board. Team would define sponsors to run their league, not just wait for us to get the sponsors in and then take our money to to fund the local league. Yes. Because we're, we're trying to raise money for our, to keep our boys happy, to keep them coming back to play for time. Mm-hmm. Where these guys, they've come, when they first come, they said, we're going to be, they promise they're going to get our sponsors, they promise they have Nike, done nothing. All, they've, they've bought no sponsorship, you know, all they've done is take money out of town. And that's what our big uproar is about. And, and that's why the players mm-hmm. are blowing up because these guys are just being sneaky and not letting us know what, why and when they're touching them and they're just, they're just taking it. Yeah, exactly. And, and they sort of uh, say to us, like, why are, we, why are we questioning why they touch the money? This is our money. We raised it. Exactly. It's your own money. We raised it. You need to know yeah. it's being, what, it's, what it's being used for, if it's being used at all sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, just let us know. If it's from the... Uh, local league, let us know, but they, they wouldn't let us know. They, they're like, why are you questioning us? Exactly. And, and that's what the uproar was for, and the boys uh, weren't happy with that because from the start, since they've come over, they've been we've been transparent with them and kept them happy. Yep. Um, and they're happy to take a bit of a pay cut with us just to keep our account, mm-hmm. you know, healthy for not only for now but for future for our kids coming through that they always want to play for Tonga. So these guys just want to come in, and and the board, the, the chairman, and the secretary. The secretary is um, William um, of William Edwards. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a mastermind. Okay. And he's in the background, and, and George, the chairman, is like the face, and he's mm-hmm. taking all the taking all the grunt for it. But William is a mastermind. And these two guys have they've run three businesses into the ground in time. Mm. I did. I did see those posts on your Instagram regarding those those two those two men, um, and yeah, honestly, from your side of things, from what I've heard, and I I am trying to make um, at least somewhat of like trying to make it known, not just for the players, but like yeah, everyone, if you can share and or follow John and any other player that you know of that plays for Mate Ma Atonga and. Hashtag, hashtag, I stand with the players. Please definitely do that because I definitely do stand with you, John, and the players on this one for sure. Yeah, as I said, that's why the, the senior players kick up a stick and the senior players talk to the junior players and no one wants to be ripped off. doesn't matter what if you're playing sport, can you, if you're getting employed by someone else, no one wants to get ripped off. No one does. No and, one likes and, that. And, yeah, and they're, they're saying, oh, it's the senior players and the coaching staff are, are putting words into the into the junior guys' uh, mouths. We're not doing nothing. We just tell them what's happening. And we show them what's happening. Because That's you're why transparent with them as well. Yeah. And uh, we, we're transparent with everyone. So everyone knows. That everyone's happy. We don't want people walking away saying, oh, my, these guys are getting paid more than me. That's the last thing you want. Because exactly. if that starts happening, no, no one wants to come and play for you. Exactly. Um, thank you very much for covering that. And we will, we'll, co- we'll come back to that at the end. Um, next question is... Um, I'm just having a brain fart looking at me list. There you go. Oh, and, and our players are, are not playing. They're not playing in this nines tournament. Yep. And the two tests at the end of the year. Yes, that's, and that's if the demands are not met sort of thing? Yeah, or, demands, or they're not as as at the all? Two, yeah. As long as the, the chairman and the secretary stand down, yep. then they'll be happy to play. Okay. It's not the, it's not the rest of the boards. It's them two. 
Okay. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, everyone, please try and get this known on Twitter, Instagram, um, ha- wherever you guys are listening to this and get this link from. Please, by all means, everyone, help the cham- help the Tonga team get the chairman and the secretary to stand down. Please. Thanks. <laughs> no, that's all good, mate. I'll d- and we'll, we'll cover this topic again at the end. Um, next question is, your son, Will, plays for Canterbury, I'm pretty sure. Uh, what's it like seeing your son follow in your footsteps in the sense of playing NRL at the first grade level? Well, it's, um, you know, it's, it, 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 nothing makes you more happy than seeing your kids um, be better than you in whatever, if they're playing sports, but you want your kids to be better than what you were um, yeah. as a player or as a, as a person. And, you know, it makes me so proud watching him um, play for, Play first grade, but you know, his very first game was with me and the team I played with, and oh, he also wow. won the grand final. Oh, we, we would have been so when he came in, mm-hmm. um, when he came into league, he was 16, he went from Harrow Matthews and 16 under 20. So we would have been the first, I, I got kicked out that year, <laughs> we would have been the first father and son to play at the same club at the same time. Oh, wow, ever, yeah. That's... So even though it didn't happen because <laughs> I was kicked out, but. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, would, it would have been the first father and son to play together at the same club. Oh, far out. Um, next question is, again, a bit controversy gauged. In 2010, you were charged with assault occasioning bodily harm for an incident at your workplace at the time as an RSA marshal, not a security guard. What's your say on, on that? Well, these guys come... Um, they're, they're painters and they'll be drunk. They come to try to get into the club and... Mm-hmm. They got knocked back, mm-hmm. and then one of the guys pulled a, a paint scraper up. Oh, okay. A paint scraper out and yeah, um, and shoved him under the guard's faces. So we sort of walked him down the road. We could get him away from the club. Mm-hmm. And then I, then the guys who had his scraper out, and so I came around the side to try and tackle the bloke uh, and take the scraper off him. And his brother. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know at the time, but um, when I came, when the guy was holding a, a belt, was holding a belt. So when I came to try and grab the guy with a scraper, he's uh, flung his uh, belt and the belt buckles had whacked me in the head. Oh. So then I sort of turned down and looked up and I saw someone running. I didn't know the guy with the scraper or the guy with the belt. Then. Mm-hmm. I just chased him, I tackled him and I started I started uh, bashing him. Mm-hmm. And I went to court and the judge was fine. There was... There was um, uh, self-defense. The mm-hmm. judge was fine with me, with me um, touching him up a bit, but right at the end, mm-hmm. I'll give him one one last punch in the, in the ribs, mm-hmm. which he said that, that that's assault because he's already he well, wasn't really doing anything; he was just covering up, and yep. I should have stopped. Fair but, enough. And I said, "Yeah, that's true." But um, what are you, when you're angry, you just can't help yourself. So I just can I give him one for the road, and yeah, one for the road got, got me to you. Uh, two-year bond fair enough fair enough well thank you definitely thank you for your take on that one because that was one of the main ones that i wanted to cover uh by this point the listeners have heard a lot about you and your side of situations that you were in and whatnot a recent one is you've come out in support of israel falau and the things he said regarding the lgbt community etc the whole debacle that's been going on with israel falau lately uh where is your stance on it now is it still unchanged and if so what's the reasoning behind that Because oh, I don't think he he should have been uh, kicked out 
for saying stuff that's away from footy. Okay. Um, I've got nothing against um, the gay community. I've got my first cousin's gay. I've got family mm-hmm. that gay. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing against them. Okay. And I've got mates that are gay who I'm you know, happy to hang, uh, hang with all the time. Yep. But what, what I don't like is they got a lot. They they cry about everything. Okay. Anything that's sort of said about gay people, they they cry. Not okay. everyone's gonna like. You. Not everyone's gonna like you. Yep. And anything that's said about gay, five years ago they had, didn't have a, a foot to stand on. Mm. Now now they've been you know they're allowed to do stuff and you know everyone's sort of open up to them. Mm-hmm. They cry about everything, and that's what all my stance was: is they cry about everything. You know, I understand where. The rugby is coming from. That's their major sponsor. Okay, find another sponsor. They'll, they, they'll more about the sponsorship, which is because which is, they have to run the game. But the the main guy is gay. Yep. Okay. And that's the only reason I reckon that they sacked Israel. Okay. He's, he was their best player at the time. And they sacked him because of their major sponsor. Okay, find, find a new one. Fair enough. I don't think, you know, I don't think, and nothing against the gays, but I just don't think they should have sacked him because the owner of Qantas is gay. Okay. And and the gays, I think, have too much say now. Fair enough. Um, and time to close off, close it out with a few chill questions um, before coming back to the Tonga stuff. Um, first one is, do you have a grand final matchup prediction for this for this year? Well, I think, I'm thinking Roosters. Mm-hmm. Oh, so how's it going? I was thinking Roosters and Melbourne. I think it's going to be a rematch. I was going to say, well, um, because the Storm have lost this week, as in this so weekend, they go, they cross over to Roosters, don't they? Yes, they do. They cross over to the Roosters. So, yeah. um, the Storm take on um the Rabbitohs. Para, yeah. And no, Storm take on Para. Yeah, that's right. Storm take on Para and Manly take on um the Rabbitohs this week, uh, as in this week coming up. So if Storm win this week, they'll take on the Roosters week after this one coming up. Um, I'm tipping it to be maybe a Raiders Roosters or Raiders Storm grand final. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, this is they've jumped, they've, they've crossed over. I'm thinking Roosters, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll pick Raiders too. Fair enough. Um, and next question: Who was the prankster during your time at Manly? Well. I'll, uh, Terry Hill was always doing stupid stuff to players. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was the biggest prankster um, at that time. Because, you know, he did he did a lot of dumb stuff. A lot of stuff I can't say on air, but yep, yep. He, he did a lot of dumb stuff, and he, he was a prankster at that time. But mm-hmm. one of the funniest pranks I've that played in our team was Craig Hancock. Okay, he was he's a winger player for Manly. He's one of the funniest breaks of meet and just overall nice bloke, but just a funny break to go with. But Pranksters, I'd have to say Terry Hill. Nice. Um, what is your proudest memory of your playing career? I'd have to be the '96, winning the '96 Grand Final. Yep. Um, just all the hard work because these guys you're with pretty much 24/7. You're training them pretty much. You're with them every day. You're with them every day mm-hmm. for most of the day. Yeah. Um, and it's like nine, ten months all together. And then you yeah, got that one goal to win the grand final, and winning that grand final is probably the best thing that's happened in my career. It, it would have been very special for you, for Manly as well, in particular, because you were there the year before and lost, 
but then obviously you then won it in 96. And people say you've got to lose one to win one. Do you agree with that uh, mentality sort of thing? Um, no, not really. Okay. Uh, we should have... Bulldogs was on fire that year. Mm-hmm. Um, first lost one. Um, they came from eight, eight spot. But they had a uh, forward pass. The very first trial was a forward pass. Mm-hmm. And their second and their second trial was... Of, um, well, their last try was off a seventh tackle. T- it was a seventh tackle try. Oh, okay. So the ref put his hand. I remember it, and I watched the video. Ref put his hand up. I I chased the guy, uh, Jason Williams. I tackled him. Mm-hmm. Figuring it was, a, it was a changeover, and I got up, and the ref put his hand up again. He said, "Last again." And they spun out wide. We weren't even in line because we guys are walking back, figuring we're getting the ball back, mm-hmm. and they spin it out wide, and uh, they score. Oh, and wow. none of that defense is there, and a couple of guys were back. So there's a seventh tackle try. If you, if you watch the the replay, I will definitely do that um, after this. Yeah, so I can one see. of the Hughes, one of the Hughes brothers scores. It, I think it's their last try. Oh wow, that's a seventh tackle try. Far out. Um, well, yeah, definitely. Um, first of all, congratulations on the NRL career that you had, and the grand final win, definitely in '96. Um, I'm. I was going to do try time trivia for this episode, but I don't want to take away from the fact of the interview because this is honestly a really big interview for the podcast and also um, for yourself, I'm guessing. So if you would like to um, just give a like a shout out to or any advice to anyone who's listening and also talk in depth for a bit about the Tonga stuff more than what we just spoke about earlier about the Tonga, that would be great. Um, well, just like to shout out to people that are listening. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let anyone tell you how to do things, do it how you think is right. Um, I get in trouble a lot for voicing my opinion um, on people on Facebook. One thing I hate is computer warriors. Yep, drives yep, me people mad. People warriors, yep. I people warriors. That. I can't stand them. Uh, it drives me mad that they can get on and say stuff. Um, but then if you do something to them, then they kick up a stink. An even bigger I thing about, got, about it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you want to be a keyboard warrior and someone catches you and you give them a slap, it should be sweet. But these guys, they're the first to cry and call the police if anything happens. Yeah. But they're the first to get on there and start hammering you. They're the first um, to say on, something. On, and if and then if they can't back it up and they get hit and, and can't fight when the fight happens sort of thing, that's when they start calling the cops because they've spoken big words, they can't back it up, and then they end up... They can't back it up. Yeah, exactly. And so you get in trouble for it. And it's happened to me a couple of times when I worked in the crosswalk, guys being smart asses in front of their friends. Mm-hmm. So, cause, and that drives you mad if you're trying to be a hero in front of your friends. So I, I, I slapped them right in front of their friends. Mm-hmm. Friends don't do nothing. And then they go straight to the cops. And then you get put on an assault charge because these guys want to be heroes in front of their friends. And you get mac and they cry. But yeah, but anyway, we're just saying, just. Stick up to what you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't have to follow. You know, you're not a sheep. You don't have to follow everyone and do what everyone does. Do what you think is best for you and what's best for your family. Uh, I'm a big believer in family. Yes. Um, my family comes first. Um, I'm in the fighting game, uh, but not because I love fighting, but you know, I love the money I get paid. I get paid good only because people don't like me. And they Pay to come watch me, but at the end of the day, it goes in my pocket. So, yep. if you hate me and still pay, I still win because the money comes in my pocket. So, exactly. Um, but yeah, do what you believe in. And with Tonga, 
Um, we just need to get this board out. The the shift in all their dealings and um, they been they were involved. These two were involved in 2008, part of the board, and they ripped off players' money and they took their jerseys, their playing jerseys, and took off of it. Oh. And a couple of guys have come on, have come on Facebook, a couple of old ex players saying what they did. They took off their playing jerseys and their money, and wow. so they and they've been let back in. So I don't know how people can can believe these guys. Now they got a couple of. Uh, Old boys that played for Tonga mm-hmm. on their you know, backing them up, and they're trying to ring the NRL players, are trying to make them play, and he's nines in it, and it's because these guys have just been fed bullcrap, mm-hmm. been fed bullcrap, and they're listening to him. And one of the guys, one of my good mates, that I played, I played a lot of games with him for Tonga. Mm-hmm. He's on there, so I'm trying to explain to him what they're doing, but he's sort of he's embedded with them, and he, he just believes what they told him. So I. I because he's a good mate of mine, I, I told him, listen, don't win the players again. I'm not going to argue with you because, you know, I can't argue. Because I can't argue. I can't argue because if I, if, I start, if, I, if I talk angry, I punch. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to off the phone because if I start talking angry, you know what's going to happen. So I said, yep. he's still my mate. I off the phone and left him. Fair enough. But um, yeah, he's even better than But yeah, but these guys, we just got to try and get them out. Because uh, we, Tonga, the nation, the, the team, we brought life back into the international game. Yes. Because uh, back in last year, Australia, New Zealand, you're number one, number two in the world. Mm-hmm. Played a week before us in New Zealand, Mount, Mount Smart Stadium. Yep. They gave, they, there was 8,000 people that turned up and they gave away a heap of tickets. We played a week later yep. against Australia, the same stadium, got 27,000. Oh, far out. Okay. So these guys need us in the game. Yes. And everyone knows they need us. And, and I know they're sort of, they want this to be sorted because they're going to lose a lot of money if we don't play mm-hmm. um, Australia and New Zealand don't have us over there playing Great Britain. Yeah. Because that's where they're going to make their money from, from our crowds turning up. Yes. So we just need to get behind and get this board out and the players will jump straight back on. Yes, definitely. And until the chairman and the secretary... Uh, stood down or they resign, either either. The players are not going to play no matter how long that takes, whether it's months, weeks, years, they won't play until that is sorted and I stand with the players. Yeah, well, they definitely not, they definitely won't play this year with these guys involved because mm-hmm. there should be an AGM mm-hmm. later on in the year. So when the AGM comes, they will get voted out because there's, there's a Jason Tamalolo Cup in Tonga. Yep. There's 26 teams, 24 teams have pulled out. And oh, wow. they're backing us up, and they're starting their own comp as of next week. Oh well, good, good. Best of luck to that competition as well. Um, and yeah, definitely. Let's let's get even more support and try and like get even more people up on this than there already are because all the support. Um, we we oh, pardon me. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. Because you guys need all the support you can get. You've got heaps at the moment, but even more will be better. Um, we just want them to stand down. As, as you were saying. Yep. Um, and until that happens, you guys, as in not you, but as in the listeners and the viewers of the sport and people who love the game, unfortunately won't be seeing a Tonga team take take to the field until that happens. Yep. They definitely won't be seeing it. Or if they do, it'll be probably, it won't be um, first grade players. No, definitely not. Um, and people are not going to come to the games, but there could be a team out there on the field, but it won't be no NRL or, or Super League players. No, exactly. Um, 
That's about all we have time for on the Final Talker podcast. I want to thank you very much for joining us here. Um, and I would love to have you on again at some point and we can talk more um, after the World Nines and once that stuff has been announced, I'd love to have a big chinwag with you about that if that's all good with you. Yep, that's fine, mate. Anytime. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us here and everyone be sure to check this out and everyone, please, please, and again, once more, please go on to Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Tag John Hopawade. Tag any other Tonga player that you can think of and also put the hashtag I stand with the players so we can get this even more out there and known. Thank you very much, John. Thank you, guys. Thank you for ringing up and um, more than ever, you speak to you guys again. No worries. Thank you very much, mate. Take it easy. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye. See you.